Fight fans, welcome to another edition of Combat Planet. I'm Sergio Martinez, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mike Michael. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm great, buddy. I'm great. How are you doing? How's everything over in the U.S. of A.? I mean, it's it's the U.S. of A. What can I tell you? We're still uh, trying to figure out the COVID-19 deal as the rest of the world is. It looks like we're getting a little bit better um, overall, but... As I keep saying to everyone that I talk to, this is a long-term deal, but people want to go back to normal lives. It's not going to happen, Mike. How's it in your area? Well, we're in lockdown, lockdown, but we're making out that we're not, and our prime minister has given us, um, you know, like a little, um, um, how shall I say, motivational speeches, okay, right? But, you know, I mean, we're in lockdown, and... um, Like I like I say, he will lighten it up. We'll start moving around a little bit. People start getting crazy again, and then what's going to happen? We're going to go back in lockdown. Very simple. Yeah. Everybody's getting geared up now over here to go on vacation. You know, they're 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 getting the uh, everyone's getting vaccinated. There's a mad mad crazy rush. Everybody's um, booked their holidays in June. There's like one million. People going to certain destinations in one shot. I mean, it's just going to be pandemonium. I can't, I can't see a lockdown again not taking place, and this is due to the vaccine only slows this thing down. It doesn't stop it. Okay, so I just think people are just going to think that this is a, a, mir- a miracle, a miracle vaccine that's going to stop everything, and it's not. You know. So uh, it's like yeah. every, it's, it's like everything, Sergio. People have to get trained, and it takes time, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, you know? it it definitely takes time, and so is this podcast, Mike. So we're gonna move right into Let's the, go, the boxing Let's deal. Go. Let's go, go, yeah. Go. We're, we're we are going to get to the big fight that's coming up this weekend, which is Estrada Chocolatito Gonzalez. Definitely want to go into that, Mike. But before that, we got a lot of boxing that's transpired that I would like to talk to you about. And I'm going to start with, of course, the face of boxing, the biggest star, the guy that goes by one name, Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez, right? February 27th, he completely, I, I don't know what you want to, he, he kicked Alvarez's, Yoldering's ass, basically, um, for what was it, two and a half rounds, whatever, until he quit in his stool, Um. So, Mike, really quick, there was a lot of talk, and I understand fighters talk. Uh, Yildirim, everybody knew he didn't really belong in the ring, uh, but from seeing, seeing him in the past, being a, you know, he's a strong guy, uh, can be durable at times, biggest fight of his life, biggest purse of his life, the most eyes that were going to be on him ever, you know, coming into this fight. I think everyone, including myself and even you, not that he stood a chance, but expected more from him. Uh, but he went in there, and once he felt the speed, the power, maybe Canelo's aura, working up to everything, the ring walk, you know, as a seven-minute ring walk with all kinds of, like, flash and fire and all kinds of stuff. Um, it just seems like Yildirim just completely, to be quite honest, Mike, he looked like he panicked, and he went into shock, and he just he didn't do anything, so... What was your take on on Yildirim's like, quote unquote well lack of performance? And uh, as far as Canelo, what did you see? It did 
Did you learn anything from this fight other than he seems to be at the absolute peak of his power? Uh, Canelo, as soon as, as soon as, excuse me, uh, as soon as Yudrin felt Canelo's power, the fight was over from the first 30 seconds to the 45 seconds of the first round, okay? That's basically um, my take on it. And I think to some degree, he knew he had no chance. Obviously, you know, he's a face-first fighter, so he's only going to do what he knows, which is press forward and try what to do whatever he thinks he can do, which basically showed that he can't do anything, okay? But um, as soon as he felt the power, um, he, I think he decided, let me give it a round, another round, um, and let me retire, because I'm going to get knocked out here. I'm going to get stretched. So, uh, well, you know, rather than get stretched and be completely humiliated uh, in front of his... Uh, nation of turkey okay uh which i, I believe um a lot of people stayed up uh to watch that fight okay um he humiliated himself and that's really the bottom line but i mean us in the boxing world what did we say we said it could be over in the first round but it's not going past four or five we said okay and if it goes four or five it's due to the fact that this guy's really trying to get stuck in and Canelo is just biding his time to, uh, when, he's, when he decides to take him out, you know. So I think that, that that was what was taking place. I think Canelo was getting warmed up, okay, because Canelo is a little bit of a slow starter, as we know, Serge. Okay, and uh, I think it would have been over in the next round or couple of rounds, okay, as, as, as long as Canelo decided the fight was going to last, that's what was going to happen. So... I just believe that he um, he 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 did it the coward's way, but picked up a great big fat paycheck. Okay, and you know, what do you expect from someone uh, like him? You know what I mean? You know, that's really the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very disappointing, Mike. And you're right, there was actually parades, pre-fight parades for him in his hometown. So. Anyway, it is what it is. Nothing unexpected. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you know, Serge. I mean, people yeah. just delusional, you know, just become fanatical. And in that part of the world, uh, most of the people are not really that that intelligent to tell you the truth. Okay, right? So, you know, and they don't really know too much about the fight game because there's only like you know three, four fighters in the history of their country that's ever become professionals. Okay, and you know, the rest of it is is. Uh, is a, a part or was it's part of the Aiba circuit, okay, with the, the head guard stuff and you know and all that corruption that took place there, which you know Turkey's renowned for that for that for for being corrupt, not just in boxing but in everything they do, everything they touch. So um, you know, uh, what did you really, what did they really expect? The guy uh, went in there. His uh, his manager picked up a great payday, great big percentage out of that, okay. Um, and that that was it. Now you know you you were in. What where the hell is he gonna go after this? He's a waste of time, isn't he? You know, I think he should retire. I think he should. I think he should retire. To tell you the truth, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Well, and Mike, moving on real quick as far as let's staying on Canelo, and we already know how um, opinions as far as Eddie Hearn go. So let's stick strictly to when it comes Canelo Alvarez and focus on him. So. Canelo wants to go worldwide. 
That's why he wants to fight, which if, if he fight, he's going to fight again, with Billy Joe Saunders, which we're not going to get into that fight because that's going to be a whole other pod. Um, so he's going to fight in May, Billy Joe Saunders. Then he's going to fight again in September. Um, and then, which he wants plant at that point because he wants to be the undisputed super middleweight um, uh, champion and Plant has one of the belts. And then after that, he wants to fight again in December. So that's going to actually make five times in, in, in a 12-month span, including the December that he fought last time, which is unheard of for a fighter in this era. You know, Mayweather made it okay to fight once a year, one big fight, and that was it, you know, for, for, for fighters of that caliber. But anyway, so at this point, he and Eddie Reynoso are very, obviously very close. They've been together for a long time. He, I mean Canelo. And Reynoso and Canelo seem to be very high on Eddie Hearn as far as Hearn being the co-promoting him um, that um, making, with, with Canelo promotions, co-promoting him to making him a worldwide star. Sorry, Mike, I, I was having a little bit of recording issues. I don't know why it froze here, so. Yeah. No problem. No problem. But anyway, yeah. So that was the situation. He feels that Eddie Hearn is the guy. Eddie Hearn's flamboyant. He was wearing Canelo um, pajamas, <laughs> you know, uh, which many people thought were ridiculous, but he wore them during the day. He wore them at night. He's, you know, um, he's a guy that gets out there more than I like for my liking. It's a different style of promoting. It is kind of in the... Don King way of just like yelling at the top of the rafters, but King did it with a lot more class. In my opinion, Eddie Hearn to me is kind of buffoonish sometimes, but he, at this point, he does seem to be the guy that makes the most noise out of all the promoters out there. So, uh, from you've been a promoter before you've been a manager, you know, um, and you, I, I think, I don't know if you dealt with Eddie Hearn himself, but I think you dealt with a father back in the day. Um, so from your experience, Mike, I mean, is Eddie Hearn at the current moment, is Eddie Hearn the guy that could make him worldwide? Uh, yes, I think, I, I, well, no, I think, I, I believe so. Uh, due to the network internationally that he has via the program providing that he provides for Sky Sports. Because Matchroom is not just a boxing uh, company, okay? It provides, you know, fishing, snooker, uh, uh, poker, uh, darts. I mean, it, it, it really is... Um, uh, a company that has a, uh, a reach across uh, most of the territories. So I believe you compare the other promoters that are solely based in North America, the top ranks, Al Heyman, uh, that golden boy. Um, the only other company that could probably attempt to take on Canelo will probably be Sutherland, but they don't have the network big enough or the financial resources that Matchroom has. Okay, so I believe that at this moment in time as we speak, that is the number one candidate that 
is able and actually has the kahunas to step up and take Canelo to Japan, take him to China, you know, take him to Australia, okay? Um, you know, they they have that network that allows them to do that via the TDV network program providing that they that they provide worldwide. So at this moment in time, my answer, the answer to your question is yes. Eddie Hearn is the ideal candidate, but, okay, he doesn't mean that he knows how to promote somebody like Canelo. Because let's face it, he's really got a ready-made product. And even though he would, let's say he would take him to Japan, okay, the again, the pay-per-view buys would be mostly made up from North America, so or the UK, depending on depending on who he fights. Now, if he was going to fight a Japanese guy, which may be the case, uh, uh, do, uh, do we we have a, there is a Japanese uh, uh, 160 Murata. Yeah, Murata. So if they, Murata. Yeah. So if they put Murata, which is he's huge, he's huge in Japan, huge, yeah, huge fighter. Yeah. So you know. if they put Murata in there, um. The, the 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 venue is sell out, but uh, I'm not too sure uh, what the situation is on pay per view over there. So that is something that I would have to uh, investigate to see if it makes financial sense. But again, again, the numbers are going to be made from North America, where you know 70% of the buys come from the Latino market. Okay, so you know if they if it doesn't matter if if Canelo fights at seven a.m. in the morning, they're going to wake up and be ready to watch Canelo at seven a.m. in the morning. You know that, Sergio. That's all there is to it. So, so he, he's got his market, okay, sewn up wherever wherever he goes. Now the the the, the mechanics of being able to take him out and do take him out there and do all the work and so forth. I think that Hearn is probably the right person as we speak because I think the rest of the promoters, they only really function really well in North America. They haven't really, you know, expanded outside of that or, or, or well, apart from, apart from Aram, who went to China with this uh, light flyweight guy that couldn't fight a lick, okay, and he was trying to do... Um, pay-per-view on my on mobile phones charging something like 50 cents or something some something like that and he was and he thought that he was going to get one yeah he thought he was going to get 1.2 billion buys by doing that okay because everybody's got a phone um but you know again again it failed now um in china um matchroom is huge in snooker you know they actually have in one city, 3,000 snooker clubs, okay, and uh, they bring all these Chinese snooker players to the UK, and, you know, these guys are cleaning up over here, okay, so they really do have, you know, um, um, uh, a hook into the international market to some degree, but again, you know, um, 
Eddie Hearn is not Don King, as you previously mentioned. Okay, so um, it, there's there's a, there's a, there's a certain natural skill in being a promoter, isn't there, Sergio? And then there's a, a certain other skill in being a manufactured promoter. Okay, and I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but compare Hearn to King, who wins that fight? You know, so. You know, I don't think we need to even contest hands down who wins that fight. You know, you know. So that's that that that's where the difference is. You see, if King was in his heyday and he had Canelo and he's taking him worldwide, I mean, you'd have the presidents of every country coming to the fights. You'd you'd have prime ministers. You'd have um, um, ministers. You'd 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 have. Everybody, everybody and their mother coming to these fights because King goes out and knows how to get everybody to the table. And, I mean, look, for God's sake, he took Ali and Foreman into the jungle and got and got paid, got them paid $10 million between them, okay? And he never put a nickel up himself. He got it paid from the government. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a different kind of promoting that Hearn does. It's more mechanical, it's not natural. It's not, you know, um, this razzmatazz thing that someone like King puts on the table that either makes you hate him or love him, but you're still going to watch the fight. This is a very mechanical... Um, um, it's difficult for me to put it into the words that I'm looking for, okay? It, it, it's, it's manufactured type... It's, it's mechanical. Mechanical is the word, right? And I, I think that, you know, you, you you need somebody to undertake, you know, the the build up to the fight. I don't think Hearn is is a good guy that knows how to build up a fight. I think he comes across when I when I see him, you can see through him. When you when King comes on, okay, you can see through him, but it's fun. If that makes sense. You know what I mean, Sergio? So it, it's it's a too, it's it's difficult. I think Canelo will sell himself to some degree, and I think that North America North America will 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 keep him in the game wherever he fights, even in you know in in the South Pole. So, uh, you know, that's my opinion. That, you know? No, yeah, I agree, Mike. I agree with you. Um, again, Canelo has actually reached a status that is rare, where he can actually go by one name. You say Canelo and anybody who knows anything about boxing or even lay like, like, you know, casual fans, they know you're talking about Saul Alvarez. You know, it, it's a rare thing. But we'll see. It'll be good if he can progress from there, Mike. But, okay, yeah, Mike. But, but just, just on a last note before we move on, uh, who else is there apart from Hearn? To be honest with you, Sergio. There isn't. Is Aram, Aram is, you know, in his, in his mid-90s now. King is like barely, you know, you know, uh, uttering a word now. Um, Oscar, he doesn't have either the personality or the um, uh, or the tenacity to be able to undertake a world tour. So, realistically speaking, it's only Eddie Hearn and my second choice because he works uh, internationally. Okay, would be Sutherland. Okay. This is Sutherland, okay, because they're doing they're doing a great job with this uh, World Super Series, okay, and it's 
and it, it's it's got massive sponsors. It's got big TV, um, a big TV deal. He, you know, he go, he's been to Saudi. He's been all over Europe. Okay, you know, doing this. So I think that would probably be my second choice. Okay, on that of a guy that's capable of actually putting a program like that together. But you know, Hearn though, the Hearns they have the network, Sergio. They've got you know. Their, their program providing is unmatched in the UK. That's why, you know, they've got Sky Sports sewn up. And, you know, and then they've got the zone as well. So, you know, there you go. They're, it's got to be heard. There's no other, yep. no, nobody else. Nobody else. No, no, I agree, Mike. The only other person I would consider, and I don't think he has it, um, and not to go into it, but it would be Dana White, just because he did with a USC. But Hearn is well, the one actually, that's in... Actually, actually he, he, Sergio, you, you, sorry for cutting on you. That is a very valid point. I didn't think of that. I think that, yeah, Dana, those three guys, Hearn, White, Sutherland. That's what I would go, you know what I mean? Yeah, but Hearn is ready to do it now because of everything that he has set up. So anyway, we'll see how it works out. Um, moving, right. moving, moving forward, Mike, here, another big fight that I want to talk about um, that happened during our, our uh, little hiatus here is Oscar Valdez huge we talked about that we had a pot on his fight against michelle uh michael berchelt mitchell i'm sorry i combined his first and last name um so valdez berchelt it was a huge fight going in uh berchelt was the clear favorite as he should have been the champion himself um oscar valdez a lot of skill but you know there was some questions as far as his size he was the naturally smaller guy going into the fight it was at 130 pounds and um valdez masterful performance mike put it all together uh, he's part of uh team canelo the reynosos this was i believe his fourth or fifth fight with eddie reynoso at the helm and afterwards when they talked to him about it he said that this was the first real fight where he took everything absorbed everything that eddie reynoso taught him and followed the game plan to a team mike and it ended up with I, it was a crushing like eight or 10 round, I can't remember, um, brutal crushing knockout of Burchelt. Burchelt, very strong, very powerful champion, very good boxer, very good defensively, and he was just beaten from pillar to post in what was, in my opinion, Mike, already so early on just in February, but it's going to be a tough performance to beat by any fighter. It was masterful by Valdez, so... Tell me what your take was. I know you took Burchelt there. I took Valdez, but I think either of us could go, could have gone either way on that. It wasn't like we were for sure. Um, but tell me what your take was on this fight. And what did you see from Oscar Valdez that you liked? And uh, what do you see in his future? Uh, well, we were 50-50 on the fight. I was 50-50, but leaning towards Burchelt because obviously of the leaky defense, that Valdez has displayed previously in his fights, okay? And you had to take that into consideration, and we had to take into consideration that he'd had a few fights with Reynosa, but the improvement was gradual, and the, the $64,000 question was, you know, uh, when was you going to get it all together and show us the work that Reynosa has been doing with him and him being able to implement it. And he did that. He, he he implemented exactly 
what Eddie Reynosa set forth in the fight, okay? The improvements, I saw the defence uh, not being leaky. I mean, he did get hit with a few shots, Sergio. He hasn't completely, yes. he hasn't yes, completely he fixed that yet. But then again, Pachel is an outstanding champion as well. So he was going to go down on his shield even when he got dropped. I mean, he stormed back, didn't he, Sergio Pachel? Okay, so... Um, yes. Um, I still think Valdez has a long way to go, but I would say that that performance for me, I would give him a 7 out of 10, only due to the fact that he still got hit with a couple of shots that I didn't feel that he should have got hit with, okay? And that's the only thing, the only, the only flaw I saw there. Apart from that, my God, did he put on a masterful performance when he was, you know, out boxing, out punching. I mean, you know, count. I mean, it was it was just a, a hell of a performance. Apart from the garbage shots that he took on occasions. Okay, right. And basically, he broke the guy down, and you could see that he was following the fight plan. You could see that, okay, and I, I think that, you know, um, if he continues on this path, I think that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, okay, and I think he can move up a weight and also become a champion, you know, at another, uh, in another weight division. I really do. I mean, it was very, very impressive. And don't forget, Sergio, he's coming into his prime now as well, okay, so yes. he really is... He really is, uh, you know, a set guy that's, you know, absorbing everything now. So the Renosa relationship now is exactly what the doctor ordered. Can you imagine, Sergio, if he'd have had Eddie Renosa three years ago or four years ago? Okay, right? Yeah. The type yep. the, how how good this guy would have been, you know? So, I mean, again, it, it, we come down to there are no teachers left in boxing, and there you can count them on one on one hand. And Eddie Reynosa is one of them, okay? For me, for me, and I've told you this several times, Eddie Reynosa is the modern-day Nacho Berenstein, as far as I'm concerned, okay? Yeah, he's getting I, it. I, yeah, I see what he's done with Canelo. He raised him. I've seen what he's doing with, with Valdez. I'm looking at Andy Ruiz, his transformation. It's amazing, okay? And I just think Eddie Reynosa... He's going to be a legend in himself. He's all, you know, he's already a legend. But I, I, you know, when when you when you call a trainer a legend, it means he's got to have multiple champions throughout multiple weight divisions. And I think that Eddie Reynosa will be able to do that, Sergio. Valdez, yep. for me, um, I don't see anybody now that can beat him at the weight at, at, at that weight at the moment. I think he'll make a couple of more defences because he's a big boy as well, Sergio. He's a big boy. I think he can move up. I think he can move up and I think he can, you know, do some damage at the at the higher weight division. I really do, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see how that works out, Mike. Like, there was something interesting in the post-fight interview with Valdez. They asked him about Canelo Alvarez and his presence and Valdez said that Canelo in the gym, which I really like. I, I, I'm liking Canelo more and more and more. He, he's always been a very mysterious guy, you know, but um, so Valdez says that in the gym, that what Canelo brings to the gym is he's a very quiet guy. He doesn't say much. He just works and works and works and works. And that's kind of like to him, 
that resonated big. You know, so Valdez says that that's kind of like what he's starting to to apply himself. He doesn't talk much anymore. He's trying to emulate Canelo as to he just works and puts it all together, Mike. That kind of influence, you've been in many boxing gyms with many professionals, Mike. How important is that for these like young fighters and fighters that are coming into their own? Well, it's it's called focus, Sergio. Okay, the, the only guy that I, I have had a lot of talented fighters. But the most focused fighter I ever had was uh, a guy called Koba Gogolazzi, okay? This guy trained, 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 tried to, um, uh, he was trying to perfect his technique. He, he had a reasonable chin, if, as you remember, okay? But he had great boxing ability, which he, he, he perfected and he knew he wasn't a big puncher. So he really perfected his boxing ability, but he was one of the most focused guys I've ever I've ever seen. Okay, if you told him, "Well, wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning," he will be up at 2:30 a.m. If you told him you can only eat this, he would only eat that. He would measure his food. He would he would uh, 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 monitor his vitamins. His, I mean, it was just incredible watching this guy. So I, I understand where Valdez is coming from. So. I think that that will definitely rub off on Valdez because I think that um, Canelo's 95% of his success is the motivational self-belief that he has and he will not break that or allow anybody to interfere with that, okay? So it doesn't matter who's in the gym. They can be, you know, screaming like crazy. Canelo's going to be do, go in there and do his own thing and not say anything and just continue to do what he does. And that is probably probably what is rubbing off on Valdez, okay, which is a great thing for him. It's probably what he needed, okay? And therefore, the, therefore that's where you saw the, the improvement because um, during the fight, okay, uh, he was more... Uh, I must say, now that, you've, now that you've mentioned that, Sergio, I must say that he, he looked far more focused than what he did in his... Uh, previous fights, you know, he really did look focused, Sergio. He really, he really did. I mean, he got down to business. He was following Renosa's instructions to the T, okay, and he just, he, he hardly made uh, any mistakes apart from being hit from the leaky defense, but that, but that's in a work in progress being fixed. You know, you yeah. can't fix that overnight. He's been doing, he's been doing that for years, isn't he, Sergio? So, you know, it'll get there. I think Volders will get there. Yeah, I think it, I think I've got I think I've got a high regard for him. And like I said, I think he can move up a weight, and I think he can do some serious damage. You know, I really do. Yeah, no, Mike. I just found it real interesting. Like you always like to hear. Okay, so Canelo is always extremely talented as Valdez is, but when you hear that they're that hyper focused, it reminds me of like a yeah. Juan Manuel Juan Manuel Marquez and these guys absolutely. that are like absolutely you know, that their success is not only like they work so they work like they um the the quote that he that um Ryan Garcia said during the telecast was like Canelo works like he has one penny to his name is what he said. And exactly. and yeah and exactly. and, and and as we know, you know, he's a multi-million dollar, you know, enterprise, you know, hundreds of sure. millions of dollars. And, sure. and for, for fighters that are around him to make those statements, Mike, it, it, it shows a lot of the character 
that he is. I still don't agree that he threw Oscar to the curb, but I don't know the whole story there. But still, well, you know, yeah, I mean, well, I don't think we're ever going to know that one, Serge. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I'm biased because I'm a big Oscar De La Hoya fan. I've always been, you know. But still, yeah, sure. um, it, it's just great to hear that, and it's good that these younger guys are taking heed of that. Not that uh, Valdez is young. I mean, he's the same age as Canelo. But it's good that these guys are learning from that, you know. And well, uh, well, 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 with Valdez, Sergio, he really he's realized that there's only one way you can succeed, and that is to know your craft and everything that it, it, it requires from you and be able to implement it. And it means, you know, it's dedication. And I can tell you another thing as well. Um, I also can tell you that another guy that's focused on that, and I know well, he's not almost the most lovable guy, is uh, Mayweather. Mayweather, you should do yeah. certain workouts for the public and then behind closed doors, he's doing other workouts, Sergio. You, you know, so... Yeah, of course. Of at the end of the day, okay, this is why these guys are, are separate from the rest of the pack. And I think that Valdez now has realized that there's there's only one way you can be a superstar and maintain a superstar status, and that is to be totally focused on your craft, okay, and not allow anything to distract you or manipulate you or take you away from what you're supposed to do, okay? Well, you know, because... You know, you get all these hangers on, all of this, all of that. Oh, let's change this trainer. Let's change that trainer. A classic example, okay, is how can how can Deontay Wilder say that Mark Breland is not a good trainer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or or he he drugged his water. Is it? You know, the guy the guy just is not focused. He can't learn. You know, it, it, uh, look at Andy Ruiz now. He's dropped all that yep. weight, all that fat. You know, he, you know. I saw, I saw a, a little bit of a work of his workout the other day, Sergio. Very, very impressive, Sergio. Very impressive. I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen him work out, but yeah, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at a, a completely different fighter. Okay, and it's not just because he's lost all that puppy fat that he had. It's the motivational mindset that he's got because you see. They're all in there with Canelo. Canelo doesn't give a damn about them, really. He gives a damn about how he's going to move to the next level and what he wants to do, okay, right? And complete it, implement it without any flaws. So these yep. guys are what these guys are watching that, okay? And if they want to be in that in that environment, in that stable, then they they have to perform. You know, you can't have Andy Ruiz, you know, um, doing what he was doing in preparation for the second Joshua fight. Okay, that ain't gonna cut it with with Renosa and that and that that environment. They kick him out, Sergio. They don't give a damn. So Valdez has realised that, and now you're gonna see Valdez, in my opinion, okay, unless he gets clipped with a you know one from the thunderbolt from the from the sky. Of course. A really, really, really improve as a champion. And I think he's, I think he's there now. I think he's in his prime. He's solid. He's, he's ready to, he's ready to take on, take on the world now. And I think now with Renosa in his corner and, and the confidence that he, that he got from the win over Pachel, okay, 
because let's face it, Pachel was a very worthy champion, and yes, he he built he, he beat built excuse me he beat a very reputable champion, and he did it in style. Okay, huge so, win, Mike. Yeah, huge, huge win. win, huge win, absolutely right, huge win. And and yeah, that that was great for him, and we we we'll look forward to looking at his advancement. Me personally, Mike, I think he's a little small to move up, but I mean, with the way that he boxed, I think he's at the right weight. But we'll see how that goes for him. Now, Mike, yeah. moving on, yeah, moving now uh, to to the big fight coming up here. Uh, we're talking about a already a legend, in my opinion. You can agree or disagree with me, Mike, in a little bit here, but. Either way, it's a rematch from 2012. These two have done it already. Great fight the first time. That was a long time ago, 2012. I'm talking about uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. In my opinion, outside of, um, let's see, outside of, uh, oh I, my God, I forgot his name, uh, Jorge Linares, um, Roman Gonzalez is probably the most proficient offensive machine I've seen him and Pacquiao, you know, because Pacquiao was a pretty big offensive machine too in the past 20 years. You know, great fighter, already a legend, already a Hall of Famer. He's not in the Hall of Fame, obviously, because he's still active. But in my opinion, he already has a, a Hall of Fame career. He was at one point considered possibly the greatest pound, I mean, the best pound for pound fighter about four or five years ago. And he's meeting a guy in which Juan Francisco Estrada, great champion from Mexico, Mike, has really upped his game, um, has come on the past two, three years, is in his, the prime of his career. At He's 30 years old. Um, he's a unified champion. And uh, it's going to be a great fight, Mike. Some wins just so that you get a, a good uh, um, reference on Estrada. He is right now currently the super flyweight champion, WBC and WBA. Um, and some of the guys that on his resume that is impressive as there is, there's Melindo. He picked up a big win against him. Segura, Giovanni Segura also picked up a big win against him. Carlos Cuadras twice. Carlos Cuadras a very tough fighter. Beat him twice. Um, and then Wagnick, he had a loss to him for the title, but then he avenged it in 2019. Um, so now we come into Gonzalez Gonzalez on a streak of his own, Mike, people had written him off. You know, the Nicaraguan, they had written him off. Um, and then he came back. He went ahead and he put away Fuentes. Moises, that was a good comeback win. Then Yafani, that was a big win. Yafani was 26-0 at the time, heavily favored, and he stopped him. Then he picked up a win against Israel Gonzalez in, in October of 2020. He looked sensational, Mike. He looked fluid. Still hittable, if you will. Don't get me wrong. But now we come to the big fight, Mike. So tell me what you see in this. Is this a little bit too much for Chocolatito at this point in his career? Or do you think he still has enough to pull off that one great night and upset? Because in my opinion, it would be a huge upset of a very, very great champion in France, in Juan Estrada. Um, obviously, Sergio, we're all Chocolatito fans. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean... He's a, he's a superstar, great, great, great fighter, pleasure to watch, and he's thrilled us over the years, okay, right? But I think he's a little bit shot-worn, and I've got to go with Estrada. I like Estrada, Sergio. He's, he's a, a very, very sound guy, and he's in his prime, and I just think that Chocolatito, 
is a little bit in over his head. He's got to pull off the fight, a perfect fight to beat Estrada. That's my opinion. Okay. Now, as can Chocolatito do that? <laughs> yes, he can. Has she got enough left to do that? I don't think he has, Serge, against Estrada. I think Estrada's a good champion. Good, good champion. And he's proved his mettle. And, you know, um, I think he's just going to be a little bit too much for Gonzalez. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a late stoppage or a clear-cut unanimous decision for Estrada. And don't be. And if it's a unanimous decision, there could be a few knockdowns either way in this fight. You know? Yeah. You know I mean, no, I'm with you, Mike. I, I'll tell you this: a lot of it for me has a lot to do with nostalgia. I'm, I, I'm like you. Chocolatito Gonzalez for me has been one of the. Just, it's been a complete pleasure to watch him work, offensively. Yeah, offensive, offensively, Mike. Five years ago, six, five, six years ago, oh my God, like watching him release combinations was, it was almost unbelievable. The punch selection, you know, and we're not talking about three, four, five, six punch. No, we're talking about eight, 10, 12, you know, punch combinations for everything from hooks to uppercuts to you name it, body, head, straight rights. It was, it was beautiful to watch. So I, I'm with you. It's hard to let go of that version of Chocolatito, but I do. I think that this is going to be a good fight early because I think that he still has enough to put up a fight, you know. But first of all, he's super fly, 150, which is not his his weight class. It's not his natural weight class right. for him. Right. Right. And then yeah. he's he's going up against a guy like you said. Estrada has hit his prime. And he's fighting big, like big it. Time, big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And he, yeah. And he's fighting like it. So I think that early on, Chocolatito is going to put up a fight because he's still got something left. But I'm, I do see a mid to late round stoppage. Um, just because Estrada tends to get, as the fight wears on, he becomes more and more aggressive, you know? Um, so it's, I, I still think Gonzalez is going to like, I, I would love to see Gonzalez Wallace one more time, Mike, and put up that one amazing fight. I, I'm with you, though. I don't think he has it. There's a lot no, of I tread think, on those tires. I, 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 yeah. I think as well, if you remember, and I can't remember who he boxed, Sergio, he got he got taken out on HBO. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember Gon- yeah. Gonzalez? Uh, and, and I don't think... He, he was undefeated at the time, okay? And he got taken out. And he, he never he's never quite been the same... Since that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Chocolatito at his worst is probably better than most fighters around. Okay, right? But <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah. But but you know, he he never kind of, in my opinion, got it, back he, on that. Yeah, he's he, 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 it's kind of like not the same. He's not been the same since that. Well, Mike, and, and I can tell you who he lost to. It's it's uh, the tie fighter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. murder his name, Sir Scrat. Song yeah, yeah, Ragnarok, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the yeah, one yeah, that Mart yeah. that Martinez lost to also, but then he came back and he avenged that loss in 2019. You know, yeah, so, but, 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 yeah, but 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 the Thai fighter was a little bit shot worn by then as well. Okay, and yeah, and and you know, don't forget those Thai fighters, Sergio. They have like 
2,000 kickboxing fights before they turn pro. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Muay Thai yeah. fights, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. a ton of Muay Thai fights, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I mean, it's just he's never really quite been the same after yes. that loss. Okay, right. I think he's going to put up a hell of a fight against Estrada. But Estrada is an all-round complete guy. He really does have some great skills. He's got good power, Sergio. He's durable. Okay, I I think it's going to be a late stoppage or a a, a, a unanimous decisive win for Estrada. You know what I mean? And yeah. With no, some, I got with, you. Man. With, with, with some knockdowns in there, but I can't wait to see that fight. Where 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 is that fight? Is that on the zone? Is that on yeah, the that's going to be on the zone. And don't get me started. Okay. You only you pay like two pennies a month, you know, <laughs> for this. <laughs> So, yeah. No, move yeah. To move to Europe, Sergio. Move to Europe. That's the perks. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the perks you get. Yeah, but no, Mike, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I'm with you. I, I do think that, that Estrada at this point in his career is too much. I just, I would love to see the old warrior, you know, put yeah, up one yeah. more great performance and then right off into the sunset. I wouldn't want his career to end like this, but... We'll see how it goes, Mike. You know, uh, so we're both picking him by late round stoppage. That is Estrada. Yeah, and I, 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 I think that he's going, he's going to go out on his shield. Just put it that way. Whether it's a stoppage or or points, a points loss, uh, or a points win. Okay, I think he'll go out on his shield. E- either of the three scenarios, he's gonna, he will put up a hell of a fight. Unless, unless Sergio, and don't forget now, you know how fighters are, Serge. Estrada's in his prime. Look what Valdez did to Bachel, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's possible. It's possible we could have something like that on our hands here, okay? You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. And hopefully we won't see that. (laughs) Because I don't want (laughs) to see... Yeah, I don't want to see that kind of beat down a Chocolatito. It would be horrible. But Mike, here, here, real quick before we go, I'm going to mention this because he's also fighting... Um, and I know he's one of your favorites. Uh, if I didn't know any better, I'd say he's your son. David Benavides is going to fight. Oh, on the, well, my boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, on the 13th against Ronald Ellis. Ronald Ellis, he's, you know, Mike, he, he is what he yeah. is. He's a, Massa- he's a Massachusetts guy. You know, that's all yeah, you need sure. to know. Sure. Yeah, now, he's, he's not a terrible fighter. He's not a guy without skills. It's just, I don't think he, he, uh, he puts up a fight with, with, uh, against David. Mike, what's your thoughts on this fight? Uh, well, David's just got to get back into the swing of things, okay, before he starts making his moves, okay, and um, and it's a type of fight that I would personally have uh, picked for him as well, something along those lines, okay, and then I would be ready to take on anybody after that, okay, because what else is what else is left? Let's clean, yeah. let's clean this division up now, you know what I mean? Let's let's, let's do it, you know. Uh, I think David, though, is going to have a bit of a problem at 168. I don't think he's going to be able to get the fights. I don't think anybody really wants to fight him, Sergio. Plant has been avoiding yeah. him. You know, all the top contenders are avoiding him. They're all, you know, chasing Canelo and whatever else. But, you know, he's an avoided guy, okay? And he's very dangerous. Um, yes, he is. I, 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 I think he'll probably end up getting fed up to, at some degree at 168. Um and move to like heavyweight and um and then you know start making some noise and maybe come down at some stage to fight Canelo you know or, or if Canelo goes to light heavy which is Canelo has been up that far but I don't think he'll go to light heavy against someone no. like Benavides but um 
I, I, I just think that, you know, David has a problem in being able to get the right fights at the moment. I think nobody wants to fight him, Sergio. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with you, Mike. I'll tell you this much, though. If he goes up to to, to light heavy, you got Bivol and Beravieve there. That's Those are not easy fights for him either. Yeah. Yeah, those no, are I agree. big. I agree with you. Yeah. Those are two big guys that can punch and can fight too. So it would be good. I just don't know what kind of paydays he says because Beravieve and Vivol are not big names. So David would be the big name. And I don't know if he's big enough to like carry. I don't know if it would be worth the, the, the money he would get to face those two guys. You know, but it is well, what it is. Yeah, Mike. Well, you know, they, they probably might maneuver a belt for him at light heavyweight. So... They can make him uh, another division champion. And then, you know, he would be playing around with that belt, going up and down, up and down, and whatever else, Sergio, okay? Because, yep. you know, what what else is left for him to do? There's nothing else. I mean, who's gonna, who can you see stepping up to fight David Benavides at 168, to be honest with you? I can't no, no see one, too, too many yeah. guys. No, who's going to do that? They're all chasing Canelo. You know, and, yep. and, and you know, with the, with, the, you know the, with the carrot of, you know, picking up, the big bucks with uh, with uh, with Alvarez, okay, right, and it's and you know it's really not going to happen at some stage. So I think that you know um, he should consider moving up. They should uh, not take any risks with David when they move him up, okay, right, because at some stage, if he if he gets the hardware at the at the higher weight division, uh, I think uh, an an inevitable match. With Canelo could take place in the next couple of years. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, I think they should strategically maneuver this guy into picking up a belt, making some defenses, uh, coming back down again. Okay, when when necessary. Because you know, even if Canelo unifies the belts, he won't be able to hold them for too long, Serge. You know what I mean? No, you know? he's going to give them up, Mike. He's just yeah. unifying them for history. Yeah, because yeah, super middleweight, yeah. yeah, is is you know it, it's it's steeped in legend, and that's yeah, what and Reynoso said. That's why, yeah, yeah, so. and then and then you see Benavides can, you know, come down away, pick up the belt again there, and then start making some noise about having a Canelo fight, and then that would be probably a valid fight between Canelo and Benavides that people would be interested in, you know what I mean, the general public, okay? So, uh, but we'll talk about a couple of years down the road, okay? But I think he need, definitely needs to go um, and see what his options are and stop, uh, you know, uh, wasting time, okay, at, at 168 if the fights are not there because you can only fight a certain amount of Ronald Ellis's. Then you've got to fight somebody that has some stature, okay, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And He's not getting the fight, Sergio, and he, and he won't get the fight because he's too good. You know what I mean for him? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you, Mike. I, I agree. And like you said, the carrot of Canelo's too big. Great example is Yildirin just Yildirin made like two point two, two point five million to take a big shit on there you, you know, know. on exactly. uh, yeah on television. So yeah, there you go. Disgrace. Yeah, absolutely. But on that note, Mike, on the big shit note. <laughs> We're going to end. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support. 
We will continue to bring you, as usual, the best analysis that's out there. There's actual experience behind the microphone. It's not just a couple of guys talking bullshit. So we appreciate you recognizing that. And we hope that you continue to remain healthy and safe during this pandemic. Continue to adhere to guidelines that keep you and your family and all those important to you um, safe and healthy. So on behalf of Mike Michael, I'm Sergio Martinez. Thanks again for listening to Combat Planet.